Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Laces Out podcast, our NFL podcast. And we've got a guest. That's right, a guest means guest predictions. We're trying out something new this week. Well, we tried it last week, so it's not that new, but it's still new because it's never been done before, but we did it last week. Stay tuned till the end. There's new. There's a new segment. It'll all come clear if you stick with it. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Share the podcast around, people. If you've got an NFL fan in your life, send them this podcast. They're almost definitely going to love it. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Ooh, there we go. It's kicked off. It's all. It's all happening. So, I always say week in, week out on this here laces out podcast, the NFL podcast for the Cookie Cast Network, that there's supposed to be a guest, and there never is a guest, and then every now and then there's a guest, and then this week, this week I was like, there's definitely a guest. Myself and my glamorous co-host, Mr. Paul Williams, are joined. By James Forrester Gray. How are you, sir? Um, very well. And your good selves? Yeah, can't complain. Can't complain. No one listens when, you, when we do, do they? So you might as well. That will, no, that, absolutely no problem. That will generally be the upshot, the upshot of that. Yeah, that is true. In fact, I think this is the first time I've seen you since um, you were made an honest man. It, indeed. Indeed, it will. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. It's very kind. It's very kind. Uh, yeah, it's been. Uh, Covered on uh, several podcasts between them, uh, the uh, the the sheer terrible terrible decision that Mrs. Williams has taken, but um, <laughs> of course that's that's neither here nor there. That's all we're ultimately. <laughs> hope you're hope you're enjoying it. It's a nice place to be. Yes, it's uh, it's uh, absolutely no different to what it was before. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the piece of paper doesn't change things. I've been lied to all this time. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. It makes the overdraft bigger, I found. <laughs> well, well. There, For there, the wedding. Then I'm good, thanks. <laughs> uh, so, week six is in the bag. Staring down the barrel of week seven. I believe that we are done with English-style American football. Uh, I believe there are other international games to come, but not this week. Uh, We've got all sorts of stuff to get through. We've got to talk about last week. We've got to talk about this week. We've got to talk about any stats that came up from last week. We need to do some season-long predictions for James. We've got... I said next week's predictions. And... If there's time, we'll fit in a little something from last week. And everything in between. I will hand the reins firmly over to my co-host, who will inform us of the movers, the shakers, the winners, the losers, and how last week panned out. Paul, take her away. I, I will indeed, Mr Cook. 
However, as as obviously we have got a guest this week, um, we will dive straight in with the season-long pre- uh, predictions. So um, you know what for you're doing. Mr. James. So, I'm going to do this about face. So, normally I'd have a Super Bowl pick, but I'm actually going to go for the regular season league MVP selection. Who do you think will pick up the honour this season, James? Oof. So, I've got my bets in on the um, defensive one. I reckon that's going to be Miles Garrett as a little dark horse. Okay. But, ooh, for your season-long MVP, mm. nobody's had an blem- unblemished record so far, have they? Everyone's had their uh, little question marks. Uh, uh, strangely enough, at the moment, the, the front runner is probably CJ Stroud. As it, as it if he, at the moment. If he doesn't probably get an offensive rookie of the year, I'd be Probably amazed. the quarterback with the cleanest record. Um, did, didn't he throw an inception last week, though? Ah, did he? Did he I throw his he might have done. Yeah. I missed I miss that at the weekend. A pretty tidy record, though. I think I'm going to go off the beaten track. Normally it's a QB, obviously. I reckon I'm going to go C-Mac. I think he's just going to go mental in the last half of the year. Or break every single ligament in his body. <laughs> it would be a nice change of pace for them to actually give it to a non-quarterback for a change. Um, at this point, would the last would the last one have been Adrian Peterson? Maybe. Oh, sure. Potentially. Um, he, seems, he seems a sort. Yeah, it's that one where. They basically need to. They need to change the name of it. This, this comes up on another podcast that I listen to about the NFL so many times, where they just say they basically need to change it and just say best quarterback, best defensive non-quarterback player, best defensive player. And they should change it and have three different awards. Absolutely. Um, but because obviously they still have the MVP and they still have offensive player of the year and defensive player of the year. So, if you're giving it to the league MVP, surely they would default as one of the first two. But that's neither here nor there. But as it stands at the moment, I think that's probably the front runner of all the picks that we've got in so far. So, obviously, James has picked Christian McCaffrey. Going back through the guests, Stu picked Patrick Mahomes, a fairly sensible pick. Matt picked Josh Allen. I'll skip over Andy's and come back to that in a second. I no, picked no, Joe no, Burrow. I'm fine. Which, as the week tick by, seems like a more and more sensible pick. Not. Um, Andy's pick of Aaron Rodgers. Not hmm. looking why, particularly healthy. Why do we have to do this every week? Why is it every week? We know. Not every we, week. We, Just when the guests are on. Yeah. I, I do have the slight advantage of picking, like, six weeks into the season. <laughs> and that'll, and that'll, that'll like, come six up. six snaps into the season. That'll come up later in the podcast because uh, we were talking about something last week, and I was like, as each week goes by, you for for a certain pick, you're just closer and closer to a guarantee. Um, so yes, I am waiting for the point in the season where we get to repick because that'll be uh, that'll be my time to shine. We'll work it out. We'll work out at what point we've played exactly half of the games of the season because. Uh... That's normally covered on red zone. I mean, they do ob- normally drop that stat. Obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers was seen on the field, unaided to a degree, and throwing footballs. That's all I'm saying. 
It's amazing what ayahuasca can do to a man. <laughs> yeah. He's probably just like chewed some sort of like weird tree bark and then rubbed it on his Achilles or something like that and that's what's made him magically better. Uh, so that's your regular season MVP selection. Uh, now I just need your AFC versus NFC Super Bowl selection, please. I'm going to go for two-thirds of the like the peak 80s British NFL fandom, and I'm going to go Dolphins uh, in the AFC, and I'm going to go Niners in the uh, NFC. Oh, at this point in the season, I love that pick. That is Mm, delicious. I know Paul will absolutely go against each other in the last bit. will be cracking. Surprisingly enough, that is the first. That is the first name. Sorry, the first time the Dolphins have been put forward as a suggestion. Don't hate it. It's, I think uh, they've got to stay healthy, and it's going to be see of the pants stuff. Well, it'll be damn fun to watch it happen. So every single week so far, I think we've mentioned that the Dolphins look great week in, week out, but they're one step away from imploding. And 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 you love to watch it and you love to see it, but you you do watch it a bit like, is it, is it this week? Is it going to happen this week? Is it? Gonna... No, we're good. Is, we're is good. Tua's brain going to turn to mush? Is the basic concern. Uh... Isn't it? I, I I think watching that because that was just last season. It was like watching that whole thing unfold. Was like I I don't I don't want to don't don't make me watch anymore. I don't like it. There's two, two concussions almost back to back, wasn't it? <sighs> yeah, it wasn't, they weren't too far apart. It was. Um, there was that whole yeah, there was the whole best. twitching hand thing and oh, was it posting? They call it. Yeah, something like that. It, yeah. it didn't look. It didn't look good. Um, and obviously, he covered. He, he said in the in the offseason didn't he, that there was there was times where he thought he potentially might have to uh, give it a call it a day altogether. Um, thankfully, that's not the case. So hopefully, you'll be playing for many many years to come. So of the Dolphins and the 49ers, which of the two would you put forward as the winner of the game? I'm thinking Niners personally. Yeah. Not the first person to put forward the San Francisco 49ers. You have had Matthew on it, yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, of the San Francisco 49ers, who would you put forward as the game's MVP? I've probably got to go for the slightly safer one of the QB and like Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. He's Mr. just shown himself. It's not the greatest QB of all time. He's just a solid, reliable, good player who will lead a team to what they need to do. It's that thing in it where whilst he's whilst he's not an incredible quarterback, he's, he's exactly kind of what they need for their team. He's a he's a he's a good game manager and he's a good system quarterback for the way that they set up their offense. All so, I all I keep hearing that is that he's a by the numbers quarterback, and I'm like. Why does it sound like you're saying it like it's a bad thing? The 49ers yeah. needed a by-the-numbers quarterback from where they were to bring them to where they are now. It, it Everything, I mean, barring last week, everything seems to be clicking. It, it seems to be exactly what they needed. So, 
why, why does it feel like when it said it said as a bad thing? Because you know, look at their record at this point. You've you've got someone who's very very good at coaching quarterbacks, and I think as soon as someone has someone who can teach them to do exactly what they need to do in a particular place, they get labelled a system quarterback as opposed to someone who is very coachable and has the skill set to adapt to what they're asked to do, and a coach who knows what they're good at. Pretty much. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is, uh, that is James's season-long prediction. So we've got a Dolphins Niners Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers coming on top. Brock Purdy to be named the game's MVP. And Christian McCaffrey to be named the regular season league MVP. Those have been added to the book along, uh, alongside myself, Mr. Cook, Mr. Woodmancy and Mr. Moore's picks from earlier in the season. So we'll move swiftly on to week six's picks. And uh, obviously last week's guest was the stats mistress herself, Leanne Davies. Uh, she was uh, she was the guest. She provided her 15 game selections alongside myself and Mr. Cook. So 15 points up for grabs from last week. In reverse order, with 10 out of 15 selections correct, it is indeed last week's guest. So, Leanne was let down by the 49ers at the Cleveland Browns, the Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Bucks at home to the Lions, the Eagles at the Jets, and the Chargers at home to the Cowboys. Second, with 11 of 15 selections correct, it was Mr. Andrew Cook being let down by the Falcons at home to the Commanders the 49ers at the Browns the Saints at the Texans and the Eagles at the Jets which means taking the win this week with 12 of 15 selections correct is myself getting my first full point of the season I was let down by the Falcons at home to the Commanders, the 49ers at the Browns, and the Eagles at the Jets. Everything else came in for me successfully. So I was very happy with that. So, season-wise, the guest is still leading with two and a half points. Mr. Cook has two points, and I've managed to get one and a half points on the board. Um, all that left us uh, with there was the side bet from week six. So... Again, for those who uh, are new to this concept, this is the uh, this is the part of the podcast where myself and Andy select four teams each from the week's games. As soon as that we as soon as that team is selected as the banker win, that game is removed from selection. So, as as we went into uh, week six, we were both tied on thirteen out of a possible twenty correct points. So. Andy started off the week well by taking the Chiefs to beat the Broncos. Very nice. He followed that up with the Ravens to beat the Titans. Two from two so far. Sadly, Mr. Cook was let down by the two previously unbeaten teams as he had the 49ers beating the Browns and the Eagles beating the Jets. Some would say that is... um, very much a coupon buster and sadly for Mr Cook that wasn't the, the, the case so Andy moves on to 15 from a possible 24 
selections. I, on the other hand, had rather the good week as I had the Dolphins to beat the Panthers, the Rams to beat the Cardinals, sorry James, the Bills to beat the Giants, and the Lions to beat the Buccaneers. So I had the clean sweep, all four selections correct. That moved me on to 17 points for the season for the side bet. That's the predictions done for week six. That just leaves us with the stats to go through week six, and then we have got a nice bow tied up and put around week six. Who begins with the stats this week, Mr Cook? It is I. Um, the, uh, the stats mistress got us some lovely, delicious stats, which I have shared amongst my counterparts here. Um, I will start with the stats and then move on to Paul. Uh, this is the week six stats for the 2023 season. Brought to us by the stats mistress. Brought to her. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Nate Davis, as it usually is, but is not credited here. So, stat number one. Week six, and now zero undefeated teams remain. The Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers both suffering stunning upsets on Sunday. Just seems to keep rubbing that one in, don't we? Number two. Before leaving with an oblique injury, McCaffrey scored a touchdown in his 15th consecutive game, including playoffs, tying him for the second longest streak in league history. He needs to extend his run on another two games to catch Baltimore Colts legend Lenny Moore. <clears throat> Number three, Philadelphia's first ever loss to the New York Jets felt a touch fluky on a day when the reigning NFC champs turned the ball over four times against a defense that didn't even have all pro CB, cornerback, Sauce Gardner, concussion, among several un other injuries. It was the Jets' first win over the Eagles after losing the first 12 matchups between the franchises. Philly quarterback Jalen Hurts matched a career high with three interceptions. My final stat for this week is number four. The Detroit Lions are 5-1, and one, their best record to start a season since 2011. After thumping the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20 to 6. Tell you, them Lions are looking good this season. Paul, over to you. Very nice. Thank you very much. We continue. Miami finished with 424 yards on Sunday's wing. Amazingly, nearly 100 shy of its league best average entering week six. With 163 receiving yards on Sunday, Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill now has a league-best 814, the most ever through six games during the Super Bowl era. Raheem Mostert finished with 130, uh, 132 total yards and three touchdowns on Sunday. He became the sixth player since the 1970 merger with at least 11 touchdowns through six games. Whew. 
the New England Patriots scored their first touchdown in 12 quarters. The equivalent of three games, obviously. So minor signs of life, uh, some minor signs of life offensively. But make no mistake, the Pats are dead in the water. Now one and five for the very first time under Bill Belichick. Their head coach since 2000. Not looking great. Houston Texans quarterback CJ Stroud continues to make progress in what could be a spirited race for Offensive Rookie of the Year runners in 2023. Yes, Stroud threw his first NFL interception on Sunday, but more importantly, he posted two more touchdown passes as his team survived the Saints 20-13. to The Texans, 3-3, three and three, are at least 500 through six games for the first time since 2019. Stroud's first 191 passes without an interception are the longest pick-free stretch in league history to start a career. All good signs so far. The Vikes were helped by issuing Bears rookie quarterback, uh, sorry, Bears rookie quarterback two, Tyson Badgent, his welcome to the NFL moment on his first drive after replacing injured starter Justin Fields. Undrafted out of Division Two Shepherd University, Badgent was strip-sacked by Josh Metalus. And Minnesota's Jordan Hicks returned the football 42 yards for a touchdown. The decisive play in the Vikings' 19-13 victory. And my final stat. Frightening sight seeing another Bills player, running back Damian Harris on Sunday night, removed from the field in an ambulance. Far more heartening to see Harris give the thumbs-up sign on his way off and quickly regain movement in his extremities after absorbing a thundering hit. Obviously, that'll have brought back not great memories for the Bills with the DeMar Hamlin issue from last season, sadly. That's the end of my stats. Uh, over to you, James, to, uh, for want of a better phrase, finish us off. Oh, uh, to, to add to the Harris one, apparently he's out of hospital. It was just an next train. It, you know, so he's doing well. By all Good accounts. to hear. Good Happy to news. Hear. Right, so oh, Justin Tucker. A fan favourite of certain guests of this podcast, I understand. Um, a blocked extra point in London prevented Baltimore Ravens kicker Justin Tucker, six field goals, from achieving a new career high for points in one game. Tucker had 18 of the victorious Ravens' 24 points. You can see why he's, you know, he's definitely worth like a fourth round in a, rookie, in a, uh, in a draft, isn't he? In relief of injured Tenet Titans starter Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee's QB2 Malik Willis, he was sacked four times in nine dropbacks. <laughs> Continuing something of a theme, Broncos QB Russell Wilson was sacked for the 500th time in his career on Thursday night losses. Uh, only Aaron Rodgers, 531 has been taken down more among active quarterbacks than Wilson, who's on now on 501, so I've snuck an extra one in there, who has been a starter for four, four, four fewer seasons than the four-time MVP, Aaron Rodgers. That's a lot of fours in one sentence, and very difficult to say for a man with a stammer. Finally, speaking of sacks, definitely a theme here, Washington Commanders uh, QB Sam Howell has been dumped 34 times putting him on pace to suffer a record 96 at this rate. Yet, Sam Howe, for the three touchdown passes, was on the winning side 
on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons counterpart Desmond Ridder, who served up three second-half interceptions. It was the second time in three games that Ridder has had three turnovers, a showing sure to rekindle suggestions that Atlanta should insert ex-commander Tyler Taylor Heineke into the lineup, or you know Carson Wentz or something like that at this point, frankly. And that is all the stats I have. Is, is, can we just check? Is it time to take the Broncos out the back and you know? Just old yeller it. Yeah, old yeah. Two two to the back, two two right behind the ear because my god that team is I can't I, I genuinely can't work out whether the Broncos are just terribly run have a quarterback that doesn't fit the system have a head coach that's still trying to refine his feet or basically just all of the above. I think it's all of the above. I think, I think realistically, Russell Wilson doesn't care anymore. I think that was quite obvious from like last season. Some of like the sideline photos. That sideline photo came up from last season where he sat facing one way, and like the players, like other players, are just staring daggers at him, and he couldn't have given less of a shit. And it's like I think that's basically carried on. Um, I saw a thing during the week that was saying that the rumours coming out of the locker room is that they're basically working towards a teardown. Um, and it's whether at this point in time they will trade all the decent players away for picks, tank the rest of the season for more picks and try and do a rebuild. Um, I think there's some hefty money on at which point Russell Wilson's going to get benched because obviously that's a big statement for was it $250 million $256 million or something insane like that I think the cap hit as well will be crazy have they considered like just going back to that bounty gate approach that seemed to work quite well for Payton Oh man, he doesn't have he doesn't have Greg Williams with him this time, though, does he? So it, yeah, no, it's a, it, it's, it's a bit hard, of a mess. It's hard to watch. I mean, you know, you get to, you get teams where you like, oh, you know, this is unfortunate and that's unfortunate. The 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 Broncos just they just it's it's actually painful experiencing it week in week out. It's just like, oh man, please can we can we not? Uh, it's stuff. With the Cardinals, yes, they're losing. They're not a great team, but they're they're working hard. They're quite fun to watch. But the Broncos is just dysfunctional. Mm. Not great. Not great. Obviously, we're starting to get into the territory of the teams that, obviously, if they're in the sort of the one and five hole, or even worse, if obviously if you're the Panthers or six and stuff like that. At what point do you consider the season to be lost and you just sort of wrap up in cotton wool your important players and then just start trotting out the, the backups and so like that? Obviously, yeah. it's come out today that um, Anthony Richardson's out for the rest of the season for the Colts, so obviously Gardner Minshew will be, the, will be the guy moving forward for them. So, do they now re-enter talks of trading away Jonathan Taylor? Um, 
if he clearly doesn't want to be there and they're probably not going to make the postseason now. Um, be hard with a new contract though to trade him away, won't it? Yeah, I mean, they yeah. literally just signed that contract, so. Gardner Minshew's, there's definitely worse backups. I mean, was it? Oh, no, he, I was going to say. He, he was won the um, Super Bowl with uh, Foles, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, he's like. He's, he's, a, he's a more than competent quarterback, but obviously. At the start of the season, he wasn't the guy that they, they sort of thought would take them forward. So uh, it'll be interesting. I think the, the one for me is probably the the, the Vikings is the is the interesting one because obviously they're sitting there at two and four. Um, tough game this week against the Forty ers Justin Jefferson out for at least another three weeks, probably a bit longer depending on how his injury. If he if it comes to like the point where he's due back, and they're sitting there at three and seven, two and eight, whatever, very unlikely that they'll make the postseason. Do they just sit him for the rest of the season and not risk him? Potentially, and they've always made it clear that they just do not see Kirk as their man. And do they trade him away to someone like me? Yeah, yes, no, maybe something like that. That's another thing. I mean. That that's the question. Obviously, the, the Jets is a strange one because they can. I, I would imagine they can't really afford to trade for a replacement quarterback for Zach Wilson, so they kind of just have to stick with what they've got, unless they can bring in a free agent from somewhere or something like that. So, it, it, at the end of the day, it's the NFL. It will it will be the uh, the up and down roller coaster that it always is, <laughs> and um, more more's the. Uh, More's the joy for all of us watching at home, shall we say. So that's week six done and dusted. We've got the uh, the game picks for week seven by, for myself and Mr. Cook. James has also very kindly sent through his picks for week seven. So we'll go through those. Myself and Andy will do our cyber picks. And then Andy said, like Andy says, we'll, we'll do the um, will they make the post-season additional selections if there's time. So... Before we go into week seven, we are just going to take a step away, have a little refresh, cleanse ourselves and mind, body and spirit ready to go into week seven. So you guys don't need to do anything. We'll be right back on your feed. I'm not sure, Ernest. Don't know why that, that, <laughs> that, that particular person was getting involved, but we'll be right back very shortly. Recording in progress. Welcome back in. So, as we said before, week seven of the NFL season. So, as as per the last couple of weeks, we we're, we're into bye season. So there are six teams on the bye this week. They are the Owen Six Carolina Panthers. So they'll be uh, happy for the break as um, it's a week where they won't lose a game. Big thumbs up. The three and three Houston Texans, the four and two Dallas Cowboys, the three and three New York Jets, the two and four Tennessee Titans, and the three and three Cincinnati Bengals. They all have the week off to do whatever they want. Have a party, 
get in the hot tub. Probably not what Mr. Cook has suggested. As the uh, as the league has some rather rigorous testing, dare we suggest? I thought I thought they'd, but you I, never I, know. I thought, I thought they'd given up on all that nowadays. Oh, absolutely not! I imagine they are still very hot on the testing. Shall we say? They need to follow, so, they need to follow in the steps of the UFC. Uh, yeah, maybe. Was it Ricky Williams who once said, I got high and forgot I wasn't supposed to get high? <laughs> it's, it's such an easy mistake to make. Like, poor lad. It, it so easily happens. I mean, gosh. yeah? Sure. I'm speaking from a point of ignorance here, but you know. <laughs> so, week seven begins with the Thursday night football, which sees the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Um, This is our first clean sweep of the week as we've all taken the Jacksonville Jaguars to get the job done here. Um, Next up, we move to the Sunday slate of games. These are all the 6pms. We have the Lions taking on the Ravens in Baltimore. Obviously, both of these having a win in in the last game. The Ravens, however, coming off the back of a game in London, so they've had to travel back across the pond to uh, to get back to play the home game against the Lions. I think me and James have potentially taken this into uh, into account and have taken the Lions to get the win here, whereas Andy thinks the Ravens, with home field advantage, will get the win. Next up, sees the Las Vegas Raiders travel to Chicago to take on the Bears. Me and Andy have both backed the Raiders on this one, whereas James has taken the Bears for the win. I'd forgotten that uh, Fields was injured. Although, how much of a disadvantage that might be, I don't actually know. We'll see. Strange things have happened. Is he definitely out for the game, or...? Well, he had to put his own thumb back in, like Mel Gibson's shoulder and leave the weapon. Yeah, that's, that's, that's quite grim. <laughs> So, the next three games are uh, clean sweep games from the from the progress predictions. Uh, we've got the Browns taking on the Colts in Indianapolis. Uh, we've all gone for the Browns. Uh, we've all taken, surprise, surprise, the Bills to best the Patriots in New England. And we've all taken the Commanders to get the better of the Giants in New York. Uh, the next game is one where we've got a difference of opinion, as it's the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Myself and Andy have both backed the Buccaneers to get the job done here, whereas James has taken the Falcons to bounce back. Um, next up, we move to the late, the latest later games, where we start with the Steelers taking on the LA Rams. And we've all taken the Rams on that one. Uh, the Steelers off the back of their bye... Um, I believe so. It should be uh, nice and rested up, um, but we've we've all got them to uh, to struggle in Los Angeles. Uh, next up, um, it's James's team, the Cardinals, travelling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, and we've all gone for the Seahawks to get the win there. Um, I'm assuming that's just because the Cardinals are a bit banged up. No Kyler, although Josh Dobbs doesn't look terrible. You know what? As, as a last minute fill in, he's done remarkably well. Play, See, maybe a little bit too much for the uh, for the cards in this one, though. You think? 
Yeah, I think that's uh, that little early flurry that promise. I think we're uh, we're going to be tanking for Kayla. Certainly seem that way. So next up, we've got the Packers taking on the Broncos in Denver. Uh, myself and Andy have gone for the Packers on this one. James has back to Broncos bounce back. Interesting. Might have just made a mistake on that one, in fairness. Well, I mean. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Um, last of the 9.25 games sees the Chargers taking on the Chiefs in Kansas City. Tough sledding for the Chargers. We've all backed the Chiefs. Surprise, surprise. Uh, next up is the Sunday night football, which should be sneaky, sneaky pick of the week game-wise. Where we've got the Miami Dolphins travelling to the Eagles to take on Philadelphia. Um, potential, potential Super Bowl preview of sorts. If if the teams the top, the, uh, the sort of the trajectory they're both on, it could potentially be a, a Super Bowl matchup. Um, I'm the only one who's backed the Eagles on this one. You both backed the Dolphins. Uh, I just think the home field advantage will be massive for Philly. Personally, but yep. that is a terrifying place to go and play. <laughs> I also wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't really want to be Tua going up against that defense because Philly's defense is pretty good. But we'll see. And then finishing off the week as the Monday night football game. Oh dear, those poor old Vikings have to welcome in the San Francisco 49ers. Um. Granted, the 49ers have got a few uh, a few injury worries there because obviously uh, Christian McCaffrey not 100% fit, Debo not 100% fit, Trent Williams definitely not 100% fit. Um, they'll have some they'll have some concerns, but I, I think even without them, I think the 49ers should have enough to beat the Vikings. They obviously came up short against the Browns with the missed field goal right at the end. Um, you'd imagine that, but they'll have too much for the Vikings, surely? I don't thought so. So, yeah, but that's the Week 7 picks. A couple of differences there between myself, Mr. Cook, and uh, Mr. Forrester Gray there. Um, so, we all haven't picked the same. So, we'll get a definitive answer as to who wins the week there, in theory. Um, all that's left is for myself and Andy to do side bets for this week. Now, obviously, for the last three weeks, it's been neck and neck tied so it's been me picking first. However, as Andy is now behind in the overall uh, race, he now gets to choose first or put me into that first. Which would you like to do, Mr. Cook? Once my ancient device loads, I will absolutely pick first. I may even be taking one of the more recently mentioned games. Okay. Oh well, let's 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 start start right there. Uh, the Buffalo Bills to beat the New England Patriots. On his first selection of the Buffalo Bills. In that case, I will take the Seattle Seahawks. As my first selection. Once again, apologies, James. 
and I will follow that up with the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Los Angeles Chargers. Your second and then third selections, please, sir. So, like I said, I may be taking one of the more recently mentioned games. I'll take the San Francisco 49ers to uh, beat the Minnesota Vikings. Now then, looking through this week's games for this particular section of the podcast, there are some... There's some difficult picks here. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Weirdly, I would also have to look at going against some of my weekly picks to get... Gee, oof. Mm. Uh, okay, okay. Yep, not seeing a lot here. Uh, I think just for pick purposes, the Green Bay Packers to beat the Denver Broncos? It's not the game I want to pick, but... I think I think there was a game on there that was potentially more more pickable than that. So I will take it. I'll go for the Washington Commanders to beat the New York Giants. It is a divisional game though, so you can never tell what's going to happen with that. And then it's my final selection. Oh God, it's slim pickings. Um. I'll take the Rams to beat the Steelers. That just leaves you for your final selection, Mr. Cook. Right, I'm going to take the Browns to beat the Colts. It was either that or the Raiders to beat the Bears, um, numbers-wise... That, yeah, that, that was um, probably a banker, but at the same time, um, yeah, either of those games could go either way, weirdly either way, so I just had to make a decision. I've got to say, this has got to be the toughest week so far. I was just about to say, I'd, I'd be interested to see, the, like, to see the point spread on like the betting front on this one, to see which teams are favourites in these ones, because I imagine most of them will be maybe not field goal games, but certainly touchdown games, yeah. I think, for the majority of the games this week. So, just for clarification, Andy's four selections are the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots, the San Francisco 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings, the Green Bay Packers at the Denver Broncos, and the Cleveland Browns at the Indianapolis Colts. Four road teams. Mm, I just noticed that. I have taken the Seattle Seahawks at home to the Arizona Cardinals. The Kansas City Chiefs at home to the Los Angeles Chargers. The Washington Commanders at the New York Giants. And the Los Angeles Rams at home to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So James, a new fun, a new uh, a new thing we've brought in for this season is uh, whilst the guest 
doesn't really have an input on the uh, on the side bet gate. What we are asking is um, which of the which of the four selections the guest feels is the closest one to being more of a banker. So, do you think Andy's selection of the Bills, the Niners, the Packers, and the Browns is better or worse than my selection of the Seahawks, the Chiefs, the Commanders, and the Rams? So, if you were, so if so, say if someone, if you were in like a casino setting for some for some sort of bizarre reason, and someone handed you the hundred dollar chip, and you had to put it on either my selections or Andy's selections, which would you feel more comfortable? Putting that bet on. It's a bit tricky, you know. I think just the team straight up, all about Andy's. But the road games, you know what? I'll be going to chuck it on Andy's, got Andy's loss. Bold, but perhaps foolish. For the third time in succession, Andy's selections come out on top in the guest side bet pick. Will How's that worked out, out for previous guests? Um, not terribly, I don't think. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, in week four, oh no, sorry, in week three, which was the first week, um, Andy got all four of his selections correct, whereas I only got two, uh, one of mine correct. So it worked out very well for the guests that week. And in week four, um, Stu backed Andy's where he got three out of four against my three out of four. So it's kind of worked for both of the guests so far. I will take it. As it would seem. So that's the end of week seven's predictions. It just leaves um, Andy to sort of tie up the will they make the postseason. It's just, uh, I'll I'll pass back over to you to explain and, and see how you want to do this. So, something that came to me one night whilst watching the football, I was like, do you reckon you could predict the post-season now? I imagine there are certain teams that you can say absolutely go into the post-season. There are some teams you like, if they win this week, they're going to be have a, have a better chance, they're going to have a better shot. But, gun to your head, could you pick the post-season right now? And I was like, actually, that's not that bad bad an idea so i mentioned it to paul last week as in in a podcasting world we like to try stuff if it works great if it doesn't then we drop it last week paul picked his postseason and made a note of it and i said if we get a guest this week the guest can have their shot at can you pick the postseason we're not too worried about whether it all works out for like you've got the right number of teams and you've got the right you know, AFC, NFC, all of that. We just want to know, if we give you this week's games, I'll have to go back to Paul to get the teams that are on by. I think we'll do the by teams first, because I think Paul's got a list of them. Um, if we give you this team this team, can you and you can say neither of them are going to the postseason, one of them's going, both of them are going, and let's just see if we can work out and see who gets the closest. Now, as I said at the start of the podcast, as each week goes, the choices get, get easier. <laughs> and we'll reach a point where we'll have to stop doing it because you'll, we'll be predicting what is already set in stone. So, 
it's going to run for a few weeks and we'll see. Paul, have you got the buys there? I certainly do. So do you want me to just go through the team by team? Go through the buys and then I'll go through the week's games. Uh, James, just say uh, yes, no, both, neither, however you want to do it. Paul will write them down and then that'll be your picks for the post. Let's go completely off the cuff with this. So, the teams that are on by, I'll just go in the order they come up on the uh, on the NFL app. So, Carolina Panthers, do you no. think they'll make the post? No. I am horrified to hear this, James. How such, dare you? Such negativity. How dare you condemn the 0-6 Carolina Panthers to not playing January football? We'll look you're very utter, silly if they do. Utter disgrace. <laughs> how, how dare you? Uh, the Houston Texans. I think they're on track for a chance, but got Jags, the Colts are going to be a little bit... Nah, I think they're just they're just going to miss out and be quite sad about it. I, I think I would be inclined to agree with that one. Uh, next up, the Dallas Cowboys. You'd be upset if they didn't. Well, no, should I? Maybe I wouldn't be upset if they didn't, but I think they will. So, yeah, let's stick it, stick it with the tick. So, the Cowboys are a yes. Uh, the New York Jets? Probably not. The They're Tennessee no. Titans? Also a no for me. And finally, for the teams on by this week, the Cincinnati Bengals? I think they're going to make a little comeback. Well, that, that division's looking really bloody tough this year, isn't it? Certainly is. So, just to clarify there, of the six teams that are on by, Jim's only back to two of those teams to make the postseason, the Cowboys and the Bengals. Yeah. OK, I'll start going through this week's games and same system. I think we get it by now. Uh, the Jaguars and the Saints. Jags and Saints. So, Jags, yes, Saints, no. Okay. Uh, Paul, you'll have to let me know if we need to slow down at all. Uh, Raiders, Bears. No, no. Browns, Colts. Yes, Browns, no Colts. But I think I'm going to end up saying there's going to be three AFC North teams in there. Uh, The Bills and the Patriots. Uh, Yes, Bills, no Patriots. Uh, Commanders Giants mm, Definitely no Giants Commanders No as well Falcons Bucks Yes Falcons No Bucks Lions Ravens Yes and yes Steelers Rams mm, no, and... No, and yeah. Let's go with the Rams. Cardinal Seahawks? No, no. Packers Broncos? Definitely not Broncos. And then we're going to know on Packers as well. Chargers Chiefs? Chiefs, yes. Chargers, yeah, Chargers. I think they'll uh, they'll sort themselves out and put themselves off. Dolphins, Eagles. Yes and yes. And finally, the San Francisco 49ers and the Minnesota Vikings. 
Yes, Niners and no Vikings. There we go. That is, can you pick the postseason? Yes or no? I think I've got about 20 teams in the postseason now. <laughs> so I'll just do the top. So, so we went the Jaguars, Browns, okay. Bills, Falcons, Lions, Ravens, Rams, Chargers, Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, Bengals. Bang on 14 teams. Almost makes logical sense. I'll take that. (laughs) There we go. That is that. Week 6 is in the book. Week 7 coming down the barrel. Uh, unless there's any other business, James, any business from you? Paul, any business from, from you? Me. Nothing from me, sir. Then it's my job to thank our fantastic guest, Mr. James Forrest Gray. Thank, thank you for having me. My glamorous co-host, Mr. Paul Williams. Thank you, the listener. Thank you, the watcher. Thank everybody and everything. Fantastic week has gone. A fantastic week to come. Tune in next week where there might be a guest. There might not. That's all I can say at this point in time. Who knows? Uh, until then, it's bye from us. And uh, we shall see you next time. Tatty byes. Bye. So you what you think to that. Big thank you for James for joining us. It's always nice to have a guest, get a guest perspective on things. Big thank you to you for joining us. If I can ask one thing before you go, please click the like button, share the podcast around, leave a review where you can leave a review, subscribe. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe. There's a prize for if you're a subscriber. Uh, check out the website, thecookiecast.com. There, the social media links and an email button, and that way you can get in touch with us. Tell us who you think is going to win the games this week. If you want to go up against us, we'll put you in the book, and if you win, prizes, absolute prizes. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to GockyCast. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe.